Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I am excited about the interview that I have lined up for you folks today. This one here is is one, uh, well, quite frankly, I hold it near and dear to my heart, and this is one that I've, I've been excited about for for quite some time. This is this has been uh, several months in the making, and I'm super excited to bring uh, this gentleman on. He's a He's an attorney by trade. He's an author uh, of a book called If Only I Were God, One Man's Solution to the Problem of Pain and Suffering. I met this gentleman almost a year ago uh, and uh, had the opportunity and the privilege to work with him. And uh, now you can hear this book on audio. But we're going to bring him on right now. My friend, Mr. Frank Fernella. Frank, how are you, sir? Very well, Adam. Thank you so much. It's good to hear from you. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. You're busy, man. So thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start right off into this. And why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I uh, grew up in uh, the Chicago suburbs. I live and have lived for uh, the last 50 years or so in a Western suburb called Bloomingdale. Uh, and I went to... Um, uh, college at Marquette University. I yes. went to law school at University of Illinois. Uh, I've opened up my own practice in the 1986 here locally and have been a lawyer uh, practicing uh, a general practice really for all of those years, which has been, uh, uh, you know, a, a work, but a, a joy in many, many ways. I have three children, three grandchildren, which is very special. Um, all doing well, and and it just makes you happy to know that you know. So, um, nice. uh, and then you know, I I like to um, get out and play a little golf these days when I can, and uh, do some reading when I can. And life's busy, so it's good. I love it. Well, you're right. Life is busy, which brings me to my first question. Then, what prompted you to write a book? Uh, well, this goes way back. Okay. So, um, I, I've always enjoyed writing and, and a lot of lawyers I think do. Um, and I, I've always felt like I had a decent, um, writing ability, but it's usually, uh, kind of, um, filtered down into letters and, and contracts and things, which isn't quite as much fun as, uh, maybe sending out some, uh, friendly emails, uh, to, uh, friends and so forth, which can get a little bit more creative. But what caused me to write the book was I'm a, a, a strong Catholic and I uh, always loved the perspective of, of God and faith in my life. And, but I was also very inquisitive and um, had a thirst for knowledge, uh, I would say. And this question of pain and suffering just never felt like it was addressed well or resolved in any way when I was a young man. And uh, I had a curiosity about it. I love mysteries, and this seemed to me to be a great mystery. And uh, there wasn't a resolution, uh, a strong resolution of it when I was searching for those answers back probably when I was at the end of my college career. And I did look into it. I did try to find what people were saying about it back then. Not, it wasn't so easy to find. There was no Google back then no internet. And so the books that I checked out to read weren't all that helpful 
And at some point I just decided that if I really want an answer, I'm going to have to give it a, a shot, go internal and, and see what I could come up with. And, and so that's how it began. It was just kind of a, something that I, that was gnawing at me that I wanted to know. Frank, where, real quick, where can people find the book? Uh, the book can be found on Amazon um, and you could, um, it's available on Kindle there. It's available uh, as a paperback book. It's under my name or the name of the, the book, If Only I Were God, and Frank M. Fanella, F-A-N-E-L-L-A. So, folks, if you're listening to the show already, it means you're already on the Internet. Just open up another browser, go to Amazon, um, and type in If Only I Were God, or you could type in Frank's name, Frank M. Fanella, F-A-N-E-L-L-A. Uh, like he said, you can get it on paperback, uh, Kindle, and it is available now uh, on audio as well. Um, it, it's like, I, I got so many questions I want to ask you and it's almost not fair because, you know, working on this with you and, and this is, and, and we, you and I have had conversations off, uh, yes. offline about this and, and some emotional ones doing this book, uh, the audio side of it. It's, it's very eye opening. I think, uh, in today's world, this this is the type of book that everybody needs to read. Uh, and I'm not just saying that you know this. I've told you this before. But, Frank, when you were putting this together, two-part question. First part is, how long did it take you to put this together? And two, what was the hardest part for you when putting this together? Hmm. Well, so I started thinking about the problem, uh, like I say, around 1980 or so. Um, and the the answer to both questions is kind of the same. The hardest part about of it was just persevering through it, finding the patience um, to let it kind of simmer in the back of my mind and to let it uh, come out. Cause it's a big, big question, which you don't realize when you get into it. And I think it's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to find answers about it that were very compelling or satisfactory, but it took me probably 20 some years of thinking about this. Oh, off and on trying to get my mind to work on the problem. And then every once in a while I would come up with a, an insight that would, uh, that I would appreciate having, and then it would also lead me to some other questions. So it was an evolving thing. And at some point I started making notes about it. Um, and it, it formed as an outline in my head over time, but really realistically the thought process to put the outline of the book together was about, probably about 20 to 25 years. That's amazing. It, it's just, it, it's simply amazing. And, and folks, when you guys read this, and again, you can go to Amazon, purchase it now. Um, one, of, one of my favorite parts of the book, um, without giving it away too much, but I'm going to share this. One, one of my favorite parts of the book, and, there, and there's many, but one you describe and, and you paint when you when you when you when you read this book you you use words and you really paint a picture on this and you really get people to really envision what your words are um, putting on canvas and and there's a part in here where you talk about a ride home with with uh, your daughter I believe and, and uh, yes. from, a, from a softball. Uh, tournament or whatnot, to which you were coaching, I believe, at the time. And 
and you paint it, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you're you're kind of you know out in the country, uh, central Illinois area, and you look off into these, you guys look off into this field, and you just see these like hundreds of thousands of fireflies just lighting up the sky, and it just happened to be, and then and then you go a little bit further, you get back into where you guys were were residing at the time, and and the fireworks are going. It was the Fourth of July uh, weekend, I believe it was. And and you said something along the lines is, although the fireworks were cool, it didn't beat anything that you just saw, and you shared that special moment with with your daughter and whatnot. And and I think what's so special about this book is when you're using imagery like that, and you, and you paint that picture. the The other one I will share real quick is um, uh, I I there's a part. Uh, with the bells and the little boy mm. yelling out, Mama, Mama. You share a lot of stories, not just personal stories, but you take a lot. There's you. It, it's almost like living history book as well because there's a lot of history pieces that you incorporate in this uh, in this book. Yes? Yes. Uh, I, you know, and I, and I love that story about my daughter, Noelle, as, as well. And, you know, and neither one of us will, will, will ever forget it. Yeah. But you know, unless you're kind of tuned into what it means, it's one. It's it can be just a moment in time where you appreciate it and, and love it at the moment, but kind of forget about it. And I was so happy to have a, a, a venue for it in, in the book. And for the longest time, it just sat in my notes as the fireflies. I, I didn't even get to writing it till almost the very end, you know, just because it was all there. So I just had to get to it. But but um, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, there, there is a lot of history. There's a lot of stories. I really took my time writing it, thinking about it. As I told you, it took me about 25 years. It took me probably 10 more years to write it once I started writing. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I, I'm not looking to write, you know, multiple books. This was a, a passion project that I had and I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it the, the best way I could. So I wanted to take time, but not only that, more importantly, I wanted it to make it, uh, readable uh, in, in a literary way to people because it's not the easiest read in the world because it's a very difficult and big topic and we we cover a lot of ground in this book uh, but once you get to the end and you have the whole picture of of what it means I, I think I can honestly tell people that this book about pain and suffering and tragedy and death which we don't shy away from at all in this book turns out to be quite a beautiful story of 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 love and and um well creation and and what what our relationship with the, with the creator is uh, is all about and where it stems from and what our part in it is and and so i wanted uh i wanted to put that out there for people in a way that they not only could work through with me and and have all the questions that maybe i had as i was going through it because it, it will stop and make you think but also at the end of the day, I wanted to have that beauty in there. And, and really one, one of the major component themes of my book is um, abundance as, as we've discussed before. And that's a beautiful aspect of the book and the fireflies is part of that. And so I want, I wanted that to be there and it needs to be there because it's an important part of the book anyway. But uh, yeah, it's those, those stories uh, were one of the best parts of the book for me. And there's meant, a few more of them or many of them really 
Well, that being said, do you have a favorite story that you put in this book? Um, favorite story. Well, yeah, what I will say is that all of the stories that are in the book, uh, some of them were personal to me, some weren't. But what I like about all of them was that they they found their way to me. And what I, I want to say is a spiritual way. Um, they, you know, you can make a point uh, in writing and it can be very factual and, and that's fine. But if it's going to capture people and hearts and imaginations, you need the imagery as you were talking about, you need the story. And, and sometimes I, I felt like I was there um, in a, in a, a factual sense in a structured sense, but didn't have that imagery. And then these stories over time, and again, I had to be very patient in my writing, but over time, these stories would fall into my lap. And as soon as I saw them, I knew they were just perfect for, uh, for what I was trying to say. And they add so much. Um, and I, you know, some are favorite in the sense that, yeah, they do bring a little joy. Um, and some are, are favorite in a way that they just bring so much emotion to the, to the journey that, that we're on. And, um, you know, there's the one about the uh, the infant uh, in the story. That's an amazing story, uh, and I, I do, of course, like the one about the fireflies very much. I tell a little story about my Italian upbringing, that which is very enjoyable, and the, the one about the bells. I mean, to me, I love the end of the book, and the bells, you know, work so so well with that theme. So many stories, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. It it. it it's... There, there's not a there, every part of this book, and you share different stories, and and there's just so there's so many that bring a smile to my face. Just thinking back when we, you know, recording this and whatnot, and there were there was uh, uh, the bells, obviously, but then there were you mentioned um, some of the stories are are, are happy, and some are, are some are you know kind kind of sad, but but not sad where it's like, oh, that it's more like, oh, that's sad that that happened. But you pulled the good part out of like a bad situation, so to speak. And the one that I'm talking about is a little girl in Pennsylvania, uh, who I think had, had cancer mm. or whatnot and how, how she brought a, a community together. And again, the way you word it, it's like you're, it's like you're standing in the community to, you know, seeing and talking to this little guy, and it's just, it, it blew my mind how just, uh, and it was emotional. It was on a, on a personal level for myself. It was emotional. Uh, and I wasn't the one writing the book, you know, I, I just, I just had to do the, the, the audio help with the audio side of it. And it was, it was emotional to do, uh, because I'm a visual person, but that's one of the things I, I think, why this book is so important, especially because of the world that we live in today. This is the type of book, If Only I Were God, One Man's Solution to the Problem of Pain and Suffering. There's a lot of answers that you can get from this book, I think, as well, for people. And to me, I, I, I absolutely love that. This has been a joy to work with you on, Frank. I appreciate that very much, Adam. This book really tries to get to the heart of life. Yeah. And my goal in writing it, I mean, I just felt it was a gift. I, 
I asked, basically it was, this book was a prayer in many ways. I was asking God, you know, what is going on here? Why, if you are so loving and so merciful and so powerful, do you allow uh, all of the tragedy that we see now in this internet age, every single hour of the day, something is going on somewhere. Yeah. And you know what, so what is, what is this? How can we believe in you if you just allow so much of this to go on without, without really any remedy uh, without hope in some ways. And, and uh, so it, 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 the book tries to get to those questions of life, tries to provide an answer, which at the very least I can honestly say satisfy me. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't sit here and say that's, you know, the way God would answer it, but it certainly provides a logical answer to this question. And I'm hoping that, um, that, as you say, everybody should read it. And, and, and my hope in that is that if and when in your life tragedy comes, if you have read this book, you'll have a very solid foundation on which to uh, address it with. Uh, my fear always has been that, you know, if, if people grab it as they're going through tragedy, it's, it's a hard thing to navigate at the same time. But if you can read it now before you, you enter a, a phase of life where, where tragedy is is dogging you a bit then 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 i i would hope that this would be able to sustain you a, a, a little bit as you recognize what what the meaning of life is in, in very uh, many ways that's that's beautiful and and i think you know one thing i've i've said in the past is is for people i'm going to say i'll, I'll say non-believers for a lack of a better but they've always the question god or they or faith or and and they're not really sure how to go to god and they're they're not necessarily comfortable with with prayer or whatnot i also think that this is a great tool for them to get familiarized a little bit with that and that might open open them up to you know furthering their faith and and uh even even uh, praying uh, are starting to pray. I mean, this there's again, there's so much positiveness that comes from this because of the questions that you have asked and answered for people. Well, if we're honest about it, on either side of the ball, you know, atheists have their questions, and and people of faith have theirs. Yeah. And the, the point of it is, uh, to, is, is we have to be honest about it. Right. And God allows for that. Uh, he allows for the honest questions to be asked. But just to dig in and, 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 and say, you've already made up your mind and you know enough to know that there are no answers, I think is, is foolish. And so here's a challenge to people maybe who need a little push towards God. But I do recognize that the issue itself does push many people away because it's, particularly if you've gone through something uh, that is, that is heartbreaking. I mean, it's, you know, we can all imagine what these things are that would, would break us. Right. And it does happen to some people. There's a story in Chicago right now that I posted uh, on Instagram today. It's just a heartbreaker. It's sad. And, you know, you just, how do you, you can't imagine how this man is going to get over this. So there was a Chicago, a Chicago firefighter last week who went to work at the fire station and uh, he hears something come over the scanner about uh, a house being on fire, and it, it was his house. So uh, he was five miles away. I don't know if the house was in his district or not, but 
Um, you know, he, he jumps in the car with the fire chief of the station. They, they fly over to the house and uh, he got, when he got there, um, they were, they had all of his, his wife and his three children. Um, uh, they, they had retrieved them and they were on the front lawn and, but they were all unconscious and like, you know, he tried to give CPR to his wife, but couldn't revive her. They, they brought them all to the hospital and they were all in critical condition. And, and sadly, um, all, all of them died. So uh, the 36 year old wife, uh, I think there was a, a nine year old and a seven year old and a two year old. And, and maybe there was even one more. I can't remember, but you know, you're a firefighter. Imagine. And, and that's how you lose your family. It's just incredible. And so, you know, what you just, there's some things in life. You just don't know if you can see your way through them. And this man will have, uh, I'm sure. I mean, how, how does he have, you know, I can even continue to work as a fireman. How do you go to work every day and forget what's happened to you? I, I, I don't, I don't know, but these are the, uh, these are the, the, the stories and the questions we, we don't shy away from and but we do try to address them in a way that oh, you know, maybe you if you don't at least have some i mean you, you hope after reading the book uh, before things like this happen then then you know uh, i don't know i mean there are just times in life where you're at a loss and and not to know then whether there's a god because of what happened to you that's about as as rough as it gets i would say yeah absolutely it it puts one person's um test test of faith and uh and some some of us deal with that on a daily basis you know (laughs) yeah yeah so no my you know i i i do try to present a, a hopeful perspective to all of this but the tragedies occur and that's who you know that's 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 our humanity well and i and i think that's what you how you paint the picture very very elegantly in this book is that you you show the tragedy and and you see that but it's after the tragedy it's pulling that and keeping your faith and stuff like that knowing that hey yes this did happen but i'm i'm still here Things are going to move forward. Everything you're going to be okay, and and it may take some time, but you do paint that picture as well. That's what I I think that that hits so home for me is like you see the tragedy. I mean, and again, I'm a visual person, so like some of these stories are, are very, very, very visual, and you're like, oh my, you know, to the point where it 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 took me to tears. I'll admit it. It there's some of the uh, stories in here brought me to tears. Uh, listening to this and afterwards we had, we had talked about it and, and shared about it and uh y- you feel like you're there but it the aftermath of that is hey w- what can i gain from this what can i what can i learn from this and how is this going to make me stronger moving moving forward it, even making hope and my faith stronger moving forward and you do that as well so um yeah. Uh, again, yeah. Uh, folks, uh, if, again, if you're listening to the show, it means you're already online. Go to Amazon, type in If Only I Were God, One Man's Solution to the, the Problem of Pain and Suffering, 
or you can look up the author, Frank M. Fanella, F-A-N-E-L-L-A. Get this book, and let me tell you something. You will be glad that you did. Frank, we're coming up on time. i got another question for you. You're on the show called The Decision Hour, and um, we make we make decisions every day. Name a, name a time in your life where your feet were on the line, and you have to make that decision. What is it? And explain what the atmosphere was like at that time. Well, that's a, a, a really hard question. That's a great question. Um, makes you really reflect on your life. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm... I'm getting a little old in the tooth now, so there's a lot of, uh, of thoughts to make there. Um, well, okay, so there was a decision. I, I will go back to this one. Um, and it really has to do with the book, by the way. So 1980, I'm in, uh, graduating from college at Marquette, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with life, with my life. And um, I worked hard in school. I enjoyed school a lot, but I always strove to do as well as I could. And you know, it was a bit of work, but I had a great time, made a lot of friends. And I got to a point where I said, well, okay, I'm here. I'm at the crossroads. I could choose a career path now and go to law school, or I can, I can, I could try to open my heart and my mind and my faith even to, you know, what, uh, I should be doing. So I decided, uh, or, or what was on the line was the decision to make, maybe take some time off and figure out what direction to go in. And I ultimately decided to do that. And I, um, uh, through the help of a uh, Jesuit priest at Marquette, which is a Jesuit school, he had a place for me to go, which was in the Dominican Republic. And uh, I decided uh, I would take him up on that. And he knew a family down there and uh, he hooked me up with them. And so I spent... um, eight months, I want to say, uh, living in the Dominican Republic, just trying to understand what it was like to be, you know, uh, poor um, and how people uh, not in America lived, lived, just to get a different perspective and flavor of, of life and understand that in, in a realistic way, living it. And, um, you know, it was, it was very eye-opening. I, I learned a lot. It was difficult. Uh, the food was terrible, et cetera, et cetera. It was just not the modern conveniences uh, that we have here. The showers were cold water, no hot water. So it was a long stretch. Nothing that you're not used to, uh, Adam, I'm sure. But um, I, it, the, the interesting thing about it was uh, it really opened up my my faith perspective in a, in a very quiet, but in a very big way to God. I think I probably heard him more there than anywhere else, just because of uh, my uh, letting go of my own world and putting myself maybe at in his world or at his disposal and kind of listening for a message. And you know, I think I heard some things there, um, but you, you know, you don't, so maybe to answer your question and, and trying to make these decisions, it's you, you got to take a step. I think of what I learned from that is you have to take a step towards God before you're going to get an answer from him. You can't just sit there and wait for him to, uh, to tell you what to do. You're not going to get an email. So, so you got to make some decisions, take those steps towards them. And then hopefully you're, you're, 
your faith will see the light and, and, and the journey continues. Some great advice. I, and thank you. That's a great decision hour, Frank. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you, Adam. It's always great to talk to you. Thank uh, you. Folks, listen, that's all the time that we have today. Make sure you go check out the book. It's on Amazon, If Only I Were God. One Man's Solution to the Problem of Pain and Suffering. My friend, Mr. Frank M. Fanella. Uh, get it today. I mean, and uh, again, you'll be you'll be glad that you that you did. Before we let you go, make sure you go check out our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the new content up there and all the new shows that are coming uh, now and here in the near future. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.